Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. By the GMWA Mass Choir. It is, it's morning. <laughs> it's 5 a.m. in the morning. And guess what? We are back in this thing this morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your girl LMJ in the building. And I'm just so grateful to God and for who he is and for what he's doing in our lives. And I'm just thankful and I hope you are too. So welcome into this edition of Coffee and Conversation. We have been just, um, man, it's been a series. This has been a process. God has just been doing so many amazing things for us. And I'm, I don't know where my light's acting funny. I'm super excited about all that he's done, that he's going to do, and he is doing. And I hope you are too. I see my Instagram fam coming on and my Facebook fam coming on. So good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, oh, hey, Tia. Yeah, she made it. Tia is all the way from Japan. She's like, I made it. It's 7 p.m. in Japan. So we're going to get started for today. But hey, if you don't have your copy of the launch, you need to get it. <laughs> like, you need to get it. I'm getting ready to start working on um, another book, a couple of books. Guys, just been downloading stuff in my spirit. And so I'm reading again. It's amazing when the words that I read just come back to life and it reminds me of each and every process. If you've already been through the devotional, go through the devotion again. If the book has blessed you, just drop some on my page or my timeline and share how the book has impacted your life. I'm just seeing the book work for others and it's amazing. Um, just to see God do something, you can order it on the website, Lakeisha M. Johnson.com. How about that? Okay, turn on my headsets. Well, uh, we're going to pray this morning. We're going to get started. I just want to, God, if you didn't see Bible study last night or you weren't at Bible study last night, I promise you, I want you to connect to Coffee and Conversations Ladies Bible Study. God has just been doing some amazing things in this Bible study. We are seeing the power of God. We're experiencing we're experiencing the power of God, and I'm just grateful for all that he's doing in our life through this Bible study. It was just refreshing. I woke up singing this morning. I was just singing at a whole different capacity, and I don't really sing, but I just had to praise God like never, ever, 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 ever before. I want to uh, read something to you. I want to read something over you. My prayer for you this morning is that you get revelation knowledge. I taught on something a couple of um, months ago, and I said it's not enough for you to have mental assent. Mental assent does not produce fruit. It does not produce fruit. And sometimes, have you ever been around some someone and they're talking and they're talking the word of God, but it has absolutely no power or they're saying something and you realize that it has no power? It's probably because it was said with mental assent. So I want to pray something this morning. I'm praying that you get revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge will produce fruit in your life. Revelation knowledge will change you. You can't keep having encounters with Jesus. You can't keep getting up on 5 a.m. devotionals and your life 
not change. So I'm believing God and I'm praying this over us today that you get revelation knowledge, that your eyes are open, that it's not just enough for you to live in mental ascent or quote the word, that you have fruit and you are becoming living, acting examples of Jesus Christ here on this earth. It's what God desires. It's what he longs for. So this is Ephesians 1, 15. I'm going to start at 15. And this is Paul's prayer for spiritual wisdom. Wisdom. It just says, ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are rich and his glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. realms. Now he is far above any rule or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body and it's made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. So my prayer this morning is that your eyes be open, that you get the wisdom you need, that you get revelation knowledge, and that you just begin to experience God like never, ever, ever, ever before. It's necessary. It's necessary. It's, it's just necessary for where we have to go. It's necessary for what we have to do. It's necessary for your businesses. It's necessary for your homes. It's necessary for everything you're connected to. God will give you revelation and the wisdom to manage your home, to manage your finances, for your marriage, for your children. You don't have to continue to do things old church or business as usual. You just have to get Ask God for grace, ask him for the wisdom, and I promise you he'll give you exactly what you ask for. Now let's get into prayer this morning. And this morning I wanted to pray um, as I was brushing my teeth and getting ready this morning, the Lord was saying to uh, me and reminding me to pray for people who want to have a baby. And um, especially for those that have lost a baby. I remember my husband and I lost a baby and it was, I was so devastated. Like I was so devastated when we lost this baby. Like I was so devastated. And it was just laid on my heart this morning to pray for those that have a desire to either have another baby or who've never had a baby, um, that they we just get in corporate agreement that their wombs are fertile and that the seed is planted and they will bring forth life or that God also provide an opportunity for them to adopt whatever it is that they don't live this course of their life unfulfilled. That just fell back into my spirit this morning. And I want to stand in the gap because that is just that if that's a desire in your heart, God put that desire, whether it's for you to adopt, whether however it has to come, however it has to come, that God provide that opportunity for you and that you know he heard, hears and has heard your prayer. Uh, and so we're going to stand in the gap for those who are believing God 
for a baby. Uh, we're going to stand in the gap for them right now and just pray and do our due diligence and lift them up. The Bible tells us to share burdens. And so we're going to share that burden. And if you know anybody who has stood in need of or wanted a baby or lost a baby who's needed this, then just let's stand and call out their name, stand in the gap. You know that's their desire, stand in the gap. If you're just logging in, thank you and welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha. Do me a favor, go share the video, put it in someone's hands right now. Let me do just a couple of shout outs. Thank you, Instagram family. Thank you, hi, I see Ladybug. I see my aunt coming in. I see a few of my friends on Instagram. I thank you this morning. Thank you to my Facebook fam. I see y'all on there. I see some new faces too. Hello, Johnny Sanderford. Hi, Hilda. Hey, Hilda, how you doing this morning? Hey, Ronald Perry, I see y'all coming in and I appreciate you guys for your faithfulness. And I know God does as well. Hey, Kadena Davis, good morning this morning. Hey, this Shannon, how you doing, love bug? Good morning, Timothy Bright, I see you. Good morning to you. Hey, Yara, hey, y'all, what's up, Killian, Texas? I see that, I love that. So I just wanted to do a shout, few shout outs. I wanted to tell you guys, thank you. And if you wanna know more or get connected to the ministry, then I'm gonna suggest you go to the website, Log on, LakeishaMJohnson.com. We send out a host of daily devotionals and all kinds of other things. And we're just grateful for you. So we're just getting ready to pray. Um, we're getting ready to lift up people. We thank you for all that you're doing, John Elmer. I want to thank you for having the father for my kids, for graduation from high school to prom and to graduation. Yep, we covered children and believe and thank God for all the children making transition. Uh, okay, we'll be praying for her, definitely. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for your people today. Father God, we thank you. You've already released the scripture for today, Lord God, that our eyes are open, that we're getting revelation knowledge, that we're having wisdom, knowledge, and understanding for everything, my God. God, we thank you for fresh anointing falling on us this morning. And Father God, we thank you just for your love, your grace and mercy and how you woke us up and you gave us activity, activities of our land. And we got food in our refrigerator and we got gas in our car and we got homes, Father God. We pray, Father God, for those that are homeless. We pray, Lord God, that you are providing a way for them, Lord God. We thank you, you are opening up doors of opportunity and we are the answer, my God. We are their miracle, Lord God. We will not stand in your way. As a matter of fact, we will get in the way to help out, to be in position. My God, we thank you that you're getting glory out of every area of our lives. Now, Father God, we're standing in the gap for this city, this country, this state, this nation, and this world. We pray for our leaders, our government leaders. We cover them in the blood of Jesus. We thank you no weapon formed against them shall prosper, Lord God. We pray, Father God, right now that their eyes are open, that they have revelation knowledge, Father God, and if their hearts are stony, everywhere they have a hardened heart, that you're giving them a heart of flesh. We thank you that the blessing is rich and it adds no sorrow. My God, God, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. Now we stand in the gap, Father God, for women and men, Father God, for couples, for families who have desired and longed to have a child, Lord God. You put that desire in the heart. So we thank you, Father God, that it's manifesting now, right now, in the name of Jesus, that a seed is being produced, Lord God. Whether it's, Father God, through a natural birth, whether it's through adoption, Lord God, whether someone else has to be the surrogate. Father God, we thank you right now that the womb is 
fertile, Lord God, that the seed is staying planted, Father God. And according to your word that you said that there will be no miscarriage or barrenness in this land. So we thank you that the spirit of fear is far removed from them, Lord God, that they know and understand today that it will happen, that it will happen, that it will happen. We thank you, Lord God, that they give birth to this thing spiritually. Father God, that they give birth to this thing spiritually, they begin to fashion her out. We thank you for baby girls and baby boys, Lord God. And we thank you for a rich inheritance, Lord God, and generational wealth and provision on every hand. We thank you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for being the catalyst of change. We thank you, Father God, their wounds are open and fertile. My God, my God, divine appointments, divine assignments for those that will adopt, Lord God. Easy process, Lord God. Provision that they needed, Lord God. We thank you. You are way maker and supplying every need, spirit, soul, and body. Father God, I thank you. Father God, we all have the mind of Christ. My God, I thank you. You're coming into our minds right now. Holy Ghost, that you're taking our lives over. I thank you, Lord God. We'll begin to daily, minute, second, and count to you, Lord God. You said you inhabit the praises of your people. So we praise, bless, and bless your name, Lord God. My God, let your glory be revealed today. Let your glory remain in every area of our life. We thank you for a power. My God, a power that comes from our high. I thank you that the angels go before your people today. I cancel every debt, Father God. Debts demolished right now in Jesus' name. Bills paid off, Lord God. Supernatural and financial increase, Lord God. Jobs restored, Lord God. We thank you for restoring, Lord God. We thank you for your glory being God now to every area in our life. Now let the words of my heart, my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, we thank you. We thank you for just your word. We thank you for your word this morning. I thank you, Lord God, that just we are in agreement, Father God, for our brothers and sisters have just desired to have a baby who may have even lost a baby or lost a child and want to have a baby again. We thank you, Lord God. You are moving on their behalf right now. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, whether it's through adoption, whether it's through whatever. Lord God, we thank you. You're giving them revelation knowledge. And we thank you, Father God, that it's working right now in Jesus' name. My God, I thank you for the glory. I thank you for the glory. I thank you for the glory. Now, we're going to get back into the devotional we started yesterday. We've been in this Grave Robber series. If you um, haven't been a part of this series, Lord God, we just thank you, Father God, for your revelation. We've been trekking through. We've been seeing the case for Christ. We understand our need for Jesus. Um, we're becoming solid in everything that we need to be in, be solid in. And so Jesus is uh, having this encounter with Jairus and we started reading yesterday and we know Jesus was had just healed a demon possessed man that he was traveling and he got out the boat and went back to the other side of the lake there was a large crowd on shore and they were already there waiting on him they were already there waiting on him and as they get out um the Jairus hits the scene he's the local synagogue which means um, he's probably the pastor. We'll just use that word. He's probably the pastor of the church. He saw Jesus and <clears throat> he fell at his feet. So we're the fifth verse and around the 23rd. He fell at his feet, right? And we talked about him falling at his feet yesterday. He fell at his feet 
and he began to plead with Jesus fervently. My little daughter is dying. He said, please come lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. And so we need to come to Jesus. We know it's important that we tell him the whole truth. We've already talked about this. We, we know that it's, tell him that it's important that we tell him the whole truth, that we tell him that we be real honest about where we are, even if we're dealing with fear and other issues, that we tell him the whole truth, the whole truth about our suffering. He wants to know where it hurts. So why don't you go in and tell him? I think um, we've learned to fake it till we make it. But in our honesty and our truth is when he's going to help us. And as honesty and truth is when we're going to see him on the scene. It's at the moment in truth when we admit that we don't have enough. My God, it's when we begin to see God move, when we get out of it and doing it in our own way, when we get out of trying to do it on our own, that's when we're going to begin to see God move. He's going to give us the grace for the situation. Romans 12 and 3 says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So God has already distributed a faith to you. You know whether or not you're full of faith or not. I mean, it's just keeping it real. You know whether or not you really believe something. You know whether or not you trust God. You know you whether or not you're acting according to the word. You know whether or not this you're worried over something. You know whether or not you're wearied over something. So coming to God with your whole truth is what's going to activate Jesus. It's what's going to activate him when you're coming to him and telling him, I don't have enough. Or as the scripture the scripture says in Mark 9, 23, 25, Jesus said to the man, he's talking to him, he's he's asking him, he's encountering him. The man has had a request of Jesus. And he says, you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Help me with the areas that I'm struggling with. Holy Spirit, come in, partner with me. Give me the things to pray. I don't know what I've, I've been praying. Talking to him, saying to him, you know what? I'm weary. I'm overwhelmed. I'm consumed. I'm drowning. I need you to throw me a lifeline. Admitting the whole truth to him and watching what he will do for you. We don't have to prove anything to God. We don't have to prove. So here it is, Jairus, who is the pastor. My God. That's so significant within itself. Here it is, Jairus, the pastor, who's probably already prayed and been in the gap. Here's the man of the synagogue, of the temple, coming to Jesus and telling him his whole truth, admitting to him and saying, you know what? I'm I'm here. I've tried everything on my own. I've tried to do things in my own strength. I've tried to make things up. I've lied, whatever it is. At the moment that you can admit your truth, it's almost like, hey, hey, that's when the chains will break. That's when the chains will break. That's when you begin to see God move. You do not have to fake and pretend like you have it all and have it all together. It's when you get to the point that you're with your own truth or when you get to the point where you're not seeing God move. Some of y'all been praying to God for some serious things and it looks like he's not moving and your faith has been wavering and it's okay for you to say my faith is not as strong in this area I'm trying to believe so help me with my own belief so Jairus is on his knees before God going my God and he's probably he's laying he said please lay come and lay your hands on her so he can believe so you got to tell him about your truth you got to talk to him about your hopes he wants to know what he can do for us
He wants to know how to help you. You don't have to pretend to be strong and have it all together and have the right things and pray. You know the concerns. That's good, Rodney. I appreciate you for your transparency. You know the concerns of my life. Talk to him about your mental needs, your physical needs, your spiritual needs. Talk to him about the areas of where you're struggling. Break protocol. Get at his feet. Get in his face. I don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. Admitting that and seeking him. God, I need you to help me right now. I need you to come into this situation. I don't have all the knowledge. I don't have all the wisdom. You don't have to spin wheels. You don't have to be like hamsters on the wheels, spinning wheels going absolutely nowhere. Um, You don't have to do that. What you have to do is trust God with this thing. Trust him with the intimate places in your heart and put, put, put it into position. Put yourself into position so that you can see God move. Jesus moves at the place when we run out. And I say this all the time. So we're going to skip a little bit. Um, closer because we know that an intercalation happens here. We know that the woman with the issue of blood gets touched and get healed. We already covered her. And so she receives a healing. She looks like she interrupted. My God. But can I tell you something? What looks like an interruption becomes a divine moment with God. What looks like an interruption can become a divine moment with God. And so you just got to remember, even when it looks like God is tearing, even when it looks like he's not moving, even when it looks like he's not answering, I promise you, Romans 8, 28, 29, we know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. That's why I told you the other day, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on him. When he moves, you move. Just stay steadfast in him. I promise you, he's working a thing out. He cannot bring you to something. He cannot um, position you. He cannot tell you he's going to do something and not do it. The promises of God are yes and amen. But what can I tell you something? There are circumstances and situations that I know without a doubt, God is trying to bring you into the position of being dependent upon him, of trusting him like you've never trusted him before. He doesn't want anything else to be your source. He doesn't want anything else to be your source. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and everything else is going to be added to him. So we see this stop, right? We see this stop, this pause, this intercalation, this happens in between. This woman reaches out in her faith and she gets healed. So at the end of this thing, she he comes in and we're skipping to the 35th verse. And he says, while he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. And they told him, your daughter is dead. There is no use troubling the teacher now. Now let, let's just think about this in our common terms. Let's just think about this in our common terms right now. You know, J- you know, Jairus probably went in his flesh and went, my God, if he have just came, she'd have survived. You know, he probably was looking at the other woman's spiteful. How many of you have been need- in the need of a miracle and seen God bless somebody else? Come on, be real honest with yourself and be like, like you working that out for them, but you're not going to work it out for me. Like how many of you have been in that position before when you've been like, my God, you're going to work this out for them. Like they being blessed over here. Everything has happened here. I am your child, your good and faithful servant. And it looks like it's not happening. And I'm sure Jay Iris was like, now Jesus, I'm the one that uh, intercepted you at the at the boat and said, look, I need you to come lay hands on my daughter. What's going on here? And I'm pretty sure some of us have been in the same position saying like, now look, Jesus, I see everybody on the come up. 
but me. And so he's sitting there and he calls Jairus. And this is when I know God is about to do the impossible. He's calling Jairus to an extreme faith with an extreme promise. An extreme faith with an extreme promise. You Can I tell you something? That for the extreme promise you're looking for, for what you're looking for God to do, for how you're looking for God to move, it's going to require you to have an extreme faith. It's going to cause you, it's going to require you to not be moved. It's going to require you to keep your eyes on God. It's going to require you to trust the whole counsel of the word. The whole council gonna, it's gonna require you to be there and to stay there and to stand there. So he comes and says, while you're speaking, some came from the rulers of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, my God, my God, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, can I tell you a little bit, a little bit of something else? A lot of times when a situation looks like it's a dead situation, get in such an uproar we get so loud we get to talk and we calling on other people for help and when we get into those positions we will not be in a position to hear jesus but here's what my god i thank you for this revelation here's what i love here because the crowd was there i'm pretty sure when they said your daughter when the messenger arrived and said your daughter was dead people start saying Woo or people start saying oh my gosh i'm pretty sure the cloud crowd was loud right but as soon and as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. And Jairus had to be close enough. <laughs> My God, Jairus had to be close enough. He had to be close enough. He had to be in position. He had to still have his eyes on Jesus. He still had to be close enough to hear Jesus's voice above the crowd. Do you hear what I'm saying? He still had to be close enough, even when the situation looked like he didn't retreat, he didn't retract, he didn't take off running, he didn't fall out well and he wasn't screaming. He had to be close enough to still hear Jesus's voice because Jesus looks at him and says, do not be afraid. Only oh, he still had to be attached. He might have even still been sitting at his feet or sitting connected. He had to remain close enough, my God, to hear what Jesus would say next. And so I'm sure his heart sank. I'm sure he was overwhelmed. I'm sure he thought Jesus way. But Jesus turns with an assurance and reassures him and says, do not be afraid, my God. God, your daughter is not dead. Your daughter is not dead. Jesus told Jairus two things. He said, first, don't be afraid. He dealt with his fear. You know, without a doubt, fear and faith don't mix. That's why I'm saying to you, if you've got any unbelief where your impossible situation has occurred, you've got to deal with your unbelief. You've got to deal with your fear. He, and it almost seems like it's cruel, but what Jesus is saying is your faith is going to activate this thing. Your faith is what's going to make this thing possible. Your ability to trust in me, even when the situation looks like a dead thing, is what's going to change this thing. So don't take your eyes off me. I don't care what the messenger said. My God, I don't care who's bringing you bad news. If you'll just keep your faith, if you'll decide to put away the fear, and if you'll decide to believe, my God, you cannot, you cannot try to believe and be afraid at the same time. They just don't add up. 
Don't try to believe. Don't try to figure it all out. Don't try to make sense of it all. We spend too much time trying to make sense of it all, trying to understand all of it, trying to get it all. And he's like, nope, I just need you to believe. I just need you to take my word as the final say-so. I just need you to trust what I'm saying in this situation, I'm just needing you to take the whole counsel of the word. I'm needing you to believe that I said give. And if you give, it'll be given unto you. Press down, shake it together. Runneth over, shall men give unto your bosom. I need you to trust and believe that I was bruised for your iniquities, chastised for your peace. And by your stripes, I am all, by his stripes, I am already healed. I need you to take the whole counsel of the word and trust me in what I'm saying. I need you to keep your eyes on me. I need you to stay close to me. And I need you to understand that no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, I'm going to do exactly my God or what I said to do. Don't try to figure this all out. Don't try to rationalize this in your carnal mind. Don't try to to process what happened. Don't try to backtrack. Don't try to figure out if you do something differently. Take the whole counsel of the word. You cannot try to believe and have faith. They're going to counsel each other out. You cannot try to make sense of it. My God, what a word today. Guess what? We out of time. We out of time. And I want to do our confession for today. We are just out of time. We'll have to continue this tomorrow. We are just out of time. My just out of time. So keep your eyes on Jesus. Stay close to him in this circumstance. Get the counsel of the word. What is the counsel of the word? Don't try to make sense of what's going on. Don't try to work it out in your own strength. Get the counsel of the word. And I promise you, God is going to move like he said he was going to move. Let's do our devotional. It says, I decree from this moment forward that I see myself the way God sees me. I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm crowned with glory and honor. I'm the righteousness of Christ Jesus, my God. I'm the I'm reigning. I'm crowned with glory and honor. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm reigning as a king in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now in Jesus' name, I declare faith that I walk in divine favor. I have preferential treatment and supernatural increase. I'm restored. Petitions granted laws, policies, and rules change, and battles won, which I do not have to fight. Why? All because of favor. The blessing and favor of God is on my life. In Jesus' name, every morning when I arise, I will speak and expect divine favor, my God, to go before me. Let it surround me as a shield with goodwill and pleasures forevermore. The doors are not open for me that men have said are not possible to open. No obstacle can stop me and no hindrance can delay me in Jesus' name. I'm honored by my father as I receive genuine favor that comes directly from God. I'm special to him. I'm the object of his affection. I'm the apple of his eye and I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. My God, just stay close. Stay close, stay united, stay connected to Jesus, stay at his feet, stay in his presence, go on and tell him the whole truth. Don't try to rationalize it. Don't try to figure it all out. Don't try to make sense of it. Whatever happened, happened. Just stay close to him. Walk with him. Stay fixated on him. When he moves, you move. Keep your eyes on him, seeking the kingdom first, and he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. Guess what? I love (laughs) y'all. I love y'all so much. I love you more than you can imagine. I promise I do. I'm praying for you. I'm thinking of you. I'm believing God for you. I promise I am. Now I need you to do me a favor. Go bless up today. (laughs) That's what it means when I say go be loved today. Go bless up 
today. Go be a blessing to someone else today. Get your minds off your circumstance, your situation. Go do something for someone else today. Bless someone. Cash app somebody today. Take somebody to lunch. Send somebody some flowers. Go bless up and love on someone else today. I'll see you back here in the morning. Invite someone else in. Why? Why are we doing all we doing? It's because it's kingdom, baby. I'll see y'all back here at 5 a.m. in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.